in this episode of Northwest Nerd. So let's uh, go on the Wayback Machine, back to the Emerald City contest that I had entered with my Hello costume. It's a big, giant headdress, and the span is about six feet. I mean, if I'm walking anywhere, I have to have handlers. I mean, it's sort of a big to-do. And I can't tell you how many people would come up and, and ask me about my costume, but they would ask me if my husband made everything for me. And they were just gobsmacked that I made all of it. And I got back home and I said, you know, I really want to create a community where women can celebrate each other and, and, and lift each other up. And we need to have a bigger voice. Like, why are people assuming that I didn't make this? Hi there. I'm pop culture journalist Dyer Oxley. Now, you may know Beverly Downen from the amazing works of cosplay that she brings to Comic-Cons throughout the Northwest, or maybe the competitions that she has won with them. You may know her from SheProp, a cosplay community for basically anyone who has worked hard on a costume, brought it to a convention, only to be asked how their husband or boyfriend made it. Pretty soon, you will know Beverly Downen as cosplay author, which is what we get into in this episode, in an interview with Beverly Downen. She has a pretty cool story, so I'm just going to jump right into it. To start things off, I asked Beverly how cosplay even came into her life in the first place. So it all goes back to a weekend when we didn't have much to do as a family, so my uh, my husband and his two kids were pretty young. My stepson was six at the time. We were looking for something to do on the weekend, and he looked uh, online and saw that Rose City Comic Con, which is in Portland, Oregon, which is yeah. where we are from, uh, was happening that weekend, and we didn't know anything about it. So he said, well, let's get some tickets and go check this out. You know, it could be fun. And my stepson wanted to wear, he had a Darth Vader mask, and a little lightsaber and he was he asked if he could wear it and I and I said it was like okay and then I was thinking to myself I know of course but at the time I didn't understand that that was oh, the really? norm so I was thinking in my mind like all right well he's you know I, I'm not dressing up that's weird and then <laughs> <laughs> true story uh, we walked in and it was just my brain just exploded with seeing so many people in costume and, and nerds with great t-shirts on and everyone was in a great mood and the community I mean it was just an instantaneous change for me and I kind of I knew that I wanted to make costumes for the next time that we were there I, I mean we all we all walked out of there and just our spirits were so high my heart was full I knew that I had kind of found my people, which is a common story that a lot of people... I found that's how I'd describe it, too. Yeah, you found, found, found your people. And, um, yeah, ever since then, I've just been obsessed with making and creating. You actually discovered this at a convention. Yes. It's kind of interesting, too, because your crafting, your cosplay, eventually went on to win awards. I... I do have a competitive nature, and okay. at the time, the big cosplay contests, they were very shiny and appealing, and I, I really wanted to be part of that. So uh, I convinced my husband, who is now my photographer, uh, <laughs> Brett Downen, Downen Photography, uh, at the time, he was wearing things that I would make for him. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I convinced him and the whole family, well, let's see, what did we do first? We did, uh, I made a Thor costume 
for him from the dark world and I made Lady Sif for myself. And I really wanted to enter into a contest. It was my first armor build ever. And we took it up to Emerald City Comic Con and we won second best duo. That was back when they would do duos. Right on. Yeah, and then I was, I was kind of hooked after that with, with really kind of getting my craft down and, and leveling up and learning and communicating, like contacting other people for help when I needed it and just kind of getting my feelers out into the community and making friends and yeah, it was just great. So I, I've competed several times. Um, the last time I competed, I won a second second best in show at Emerald City with my Hella costume. And then I, I found that I, I really enjoyed judging and being on the other side of the table a lot more than being being uh, a contestant. Really? So, yeah, it's it's been... I think I, I love connecting with the contestants and and having that relationship and being inspired by them i learn something new every time i talk to a contestant um so the the thrill of the of the contest really is for me is is seeing these people who have poured their hearts and their energies and their talents into these 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 projects that they have spent months sometimes years on um and it's just so wonderful to see them walking out on stage and becoming that person I love I understand that process right. and I I am there with them in that process and I'm just happy to be able to be on the other side of it yeah. you've mentioned the word community a couple times I want to circle back around to that because you have this other aspect of your creative endeavors it's called she prop yes. exclamation point mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious as to what the origin story of that is what is behind she prop other than perhaps an effort to get Cindy Lauper stuck in my head. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, interesting. Um, we'll, we'll fast forward just a little bit. Okay. The, uh, the, the SheProp name, I was joking about calling it SheBop, and one of my friends had no idea what that was, and we had to we had to kind of explain to her what that was. C- Cindy Lauper was actually part of the, the name process? It was, I just thought I just... It was, no. You, okay. You, yeah, yeah. It was, it was of kind of a, a it was kind of a joke uh, when we were just trying to think of the name. Uh, but then I suggested SheProp, and my friends thought that was better. So <laughs> You should look into the rights for that, because there is a SheProp podcast as an extension of this group. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's worth getting just a cover song of <laughs> instead of she bop, she prop, just throwing that out there. Oh, my gosh. You work on that. But let's backtrack a little bit. Yes. So origin story. Yes. She prop. So let's uh, go in the way back machine uh, back to the Emerald City uh, contest that I had entered with my Hello costume, which was the last time I, I competed. Um, I had many. I'm many people coming up to me when I was wearing that costume. It's a big, giant headdress, and the span is about six feet. So I can, yeah. it's very, I mean, if I'm walking anywhere, I have to have handlers. I mean, it's sort of a big, uh, big to-do. So You have to have someone to part the way. I have basically. to have someone to part the way. So I had two handlers kind of making sure that I didn't, I wasn't running into anyone or poking anyone's eyes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't tell you how many people would come up and, and ask me about my costume, but they would ask me if my husband made everything for me. And they were just gobsmacked that I made all of it. And that kept happening. And by the end of the day, after I uh, placed second, um, I, I went, which I was very happy with. I, I wasn't sure how I was going to place. I was so happy and proud to place that, that night. But I was just, it just kind of got under my skin that I that people assumed that because my husband was standing next to me, he was my handler, that he had made everything for me. 
And I got a little frustrated with that. Yeah. So um, I got back home and I was talking about that frustration with my friends. And I said, you know, I really want to create a community where women can celebrate each other and, and, and lift each other up. And we need to have a bigger voice. Like, why are people assuming that I didn't make this? Um, and so I didn't really at the time, I didn't, I had communities that I was in, but I, well, there was nothing that was really designed for me. So I felt like there was something missing in the community. So I started a, a, a group called Sheep Rob and I invited all my friends. I really, at the time, I just wanted to collect all of my female friends and have them all together. And so we could talk about things like sizing corsets and bra sizes and, you know, other, other topics about body image and, and sensitive things that I would never go to other maker groups to talk about because of some of the comments that we would always get. So that group was designed, it was intended to fill that, that void. And it has since, we started it, and then just a couple weeks after that, I, I realized that I was not being as inclusive as I, sh as I could be. So we uh, opened the group to uh, transgender, cosplayers, artists, and makers, two-spirit, non-binary, pretty much anyone that identifies as female or non-binary transgender can join this group and have that, that safe community. It's a closed community on Facebook, um, and that is so that we can just kind of make sure that we are constantly cultivating a positive community and making sure that everyone is safe in that group. Going back to when you had that initial experience, it's interesting. Uh, you had, you'd already placed as a couple. You placed, uh, was it the Hella costume as well? That had the, I placed with, the he with Hella, yes. Yeah, uh, it's Hella awesome. I'm sure you've heard that one before. <laughs> you did there. Right. Um, <laughs> it's obvious. But the fact of the matter is, it, it was kind of, you know, you would already would think proven your stuff. I am fully aware that when it comes to cosplay, I'm a little bit ignorant of, of the scene. I'm fully upfront with that. At the, at the risk of even leaning more into that ignorance, though, why do you think that was? Well, it's interesting, and I, I think that, you know, cosplay's come a long way in the last few years, so we're seeing, I think we're seeing less of that, either that or I'm not seeing it as much, because I'm, I've gained a lot of confidence over the last few years with my building. Um, so I still do get a couple of questions like, did you make all of this? But I don't interpret that as someone not believing that I made something. Um, but at the time, the, the one person that asked me if my husband made everything, it was a woman. And that really resonated with me. That really kind of was the, the straw that broke my, on, on my, you know, on the camel's back that broke, I guess. Uh, because I, I wanted, I was surprised that she did, she could not believe that a, a, another woman was capable of something so grand, mm. you know. And it was, it was a surprise and I was also kind of disappointed in, and how did we get to that point? Like, why, why can't we be a community where we just assume that that anyone can make anything? If you're if you're wearing it, you probably made it. So, I don't, I don't know that we've really had. We're, we're still as a community getting to the point where we are not making assumptions about people's builds. You know, kind of maybe. Starting on, on the positive and then staying there, you know, not we're not tearing each other down anymore. Um, yeah. I know that it still exists in the community, but honestly, right. like the sheep prop community, I I share so much of my work in that group and I and I tend to stay in that group. 
I've really kind of created my own vacuum, right. my own bubble. And so in a way that has helped me view the community through a certain lens that I think is really healthy. It's healthy for me. Well, you note that and things have changed a little bit in, in the scene. How much do you feel that SheProp has contributed to that? I mean, no, you say it's your own bubble, but I mean, <laughs> that bubble seems to be getting pretty big. Yes, it's reached. So we have about 5,000 members now and oh, we're wow. all over the world. Um, we are uh, especially concentrated in the Pacific Northwest because that's where we started. Um, but SheProp has reached so many different con conventions. We're getting invited to lots of other, oh, really? lots of other uh, events because our community, um, it's so positive. And, and, and when people find out what we are all about, about supporting women, female makers, it's not just women that want to see us at conventions. It's, it's convention runners that aren't female, that, um, that want to get us out there. And, and just having the representation um, and for, for people to come and see what we're about and realize that there's a community out there for, for you. If you're feeling that you can't really step into something that you think is not for you, you're wrong, come join us. Um, and it's, you know, the volunteers that run those, those tables when I can't be there, they, they love the, the group just as much as I do. So it's just, it's so wonderful. I, I cannot believe that, that, that this little idea that was born at Emerald City out of frustration has become such a positive positive movement. That's awesome. Yeah. I mentioned there was a podcast for SheProp. Yes. It's primarily a community. If folks wanted to go find that community, where would they go? Um, so the if you want to join the community, uh, come find the Facebook group mm -hmm. called SheProp Community. If you would like to just follow us on SheProp, you can find our page on Facebook. We're also on Discord, um, and we have a presence on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we did a lot of, during quarantine, we did an awful lot of virtual panels. And those are all on our YouTube channel, which is also SheProp. I'm going to turn the page on you a little bit here. <laughs> you have a book yes. coming out. I never promised the transitions would be good. <laughs> That's uh, there is a book coming out. It is a very specific, specialized book for cosplay. Yes, so it is called The Cosplayer's Ultimate Guide to EVA Foam. Awesome. Um, and it is coming out in November. Uh, I, I pitched the idea to the publishers um, about a year and a half ago because I, I felt like they, I really wanted to see a, a book on patterning for cosplay. And I wasn't seeing a lot of books about that. So uh, they were very interested. It's a normally, so it's through CNT Publishing, they're uh, primarily a quilting publishing book, but they are realizing that cosplay has become this huge, massive uh, market. Right. And there's, there's a void. So they're filling it with a lot of different cosplayer books. And so mine was focusing on patterning for EVA foam. And then they said, well, we've got to probably also include a bit about EVA foam. So can you write a few chapters about that? So, <laughs> so my book is how to use EVA, what it is, how to cut it, how to heat seal it, how to glue it together, how to sand it, how to texture it, um, how to pattern with it, how to design with it, um, how to paint it and, and other, how to attach it to your body. So it's really, it's a really big book. It's about 240 pages. It's basically my whole brain just dumped into the pages. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm and, and there's some, some projects as well. You can make a spell book. There's a dagger. 
there's a, uh, a pauldron and uh, a helmet that you can make with the patterns. Um, so yeah, I'm super proud of it. Uh, I worked with a designer, my friend, Matthew Grigsby Illustration. He, he helped me create a couple of characters for the book. So right um, it's really, I wanted, it to, I wanted to build a, a costume in the book to kind of help someone see from the beginning of a costume what, it kinda, what that process looks like and all the way through designing and patterning and fabrication. So through one, one or two costumes. So uh, you get to watch me uh, put together from duct tape dummy to actually wearing like the final product custom designed by my, by my friend. So uh, I'm very proud of it. I, I could talk your ear off about it for a whole day. No, I'm just going to know. Tell. Well, no, I'm just saying you dumped your whole head in there. Uh, you've won a few awards. Yeah. I've seen your cosplay. There's a lot in that head. Um, the... EVA foam scene is almost like a cosplay niche unto itself. If anybody's ever gone to a, a Comic-Con and seen armor, for example, I think you, that was one word you mentioned, uh, that's probably EVA foam, and it's a very specific craft to use. Yes. Heat sealing is another term that I, like I said, I've never, I've gone to cosplay parties, I've hosted cosplay contests, I have never done this myself, but I feel like it's something akin to like a woodworking shop or something. You go in, it has its own tools, it has its own terms. And it's hard work. A book like this, I imagine, is going to be very welcome in the scene, <laughs> especially for newcomers to it. Who knows? Maybe I might try something. We'll see. So when this does come out, November, where can folks find this book? Uh, you can find it right now on Amazon, on pre-sale. Okay. Um, That's right. Shop local. Go to Amazon. Um, yes. <laughs> <no> <laughs> but it will be, it will be available uh, November for everyone who is interested. Yes, yes. And uh, when it comes out, I, I'm going to be giving away a few copies on my uh, socials. Awesome. So um, we're also going to be doing a digital version of, of, of it as well for folks that prefer to have their, their digital copy on their phone or on their computers at home. Uh, but we'll also, we'll also have the traditional version as well that you can find right now on Amazon. You can also find it on the publisher's website, which is CNT. C and uh, T Publishing, um, and I've also seen it at Target and um, Barnes and Noble. Uh, pretty much anywhere you you will find a book, you'll find my at book your there. favorite book retailer. Yes. Okay, if you are listening to this podcast close to when it is initially published, you can pre-order Beverly's book on Amazon. It's called The Cosplayer's Ultimate Guide to EVA foam. That book comes out on November 25th, so, you know, just in time for gift-giving season. It's perfect for that cosplayer in your life, or just you, cosplayer out there. Go get that book, support a local Northwest cosplayer, and support your local geekonomy. SheProp, by the way, is not just a community of cosplayers, it is also a podcast, and you can go check that out right now. I want to thank Beverly Downen for chatting with me on Northwest Nerd Podcast. Northwest Nerd's theme music is by the Hoot Hoots. And until next time, this is Dyer Oxley with Northwest Nerd. Northwest Nerd.